Dr. Doris Forte, and welcome to the Visionarium Podcast, where ordinary people gain extraordinary vision. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And if you've been here before, welcome back. This is Episode 28, Part 3, in the series, Like a Fine Wine, a series on aging. During the entire month of August, the Visionarium podcast will focus on various topics relating to aging. I have entitled this episode, Family and Friendships. The importance of family in a senior's life is truly immeasurable. Close family connections help seniors feel full and fulfilled, comforted, and loved. The relationship a senior keeps with his or her family has a direct impact on their overall quality of life in several key areas. Longer life expectancy, stronger immune system, better mental health, better brain health, and a strong support system makes it more likely that they will receive the help when they need it. And friendships are important too. As we get older, our friendships become more complex, but less complicated. As we grow older, our personal values become clearer to us. When we are younger, we tend to choose friends who have the same interests as we do. But as we get older, our values take precedence. As the Lebanese poet Cahil Gabran says in his essay on friendship, and in the sweetness of friendship, let there be laughter and the sharing of pleasures, for in the dew of little things the heart finds its morning and is refreshed. Today we are blessed to have a refreshing conversation with Gail, a charter member of the Grand Coalition of Senior Citizens, who will share her experience and perspective about both family and friendship with us. So without further ado, let's take a deep dive inside the Visionarium and meet Gail. Hi, Gail. Hi, Doris. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the Visionarium podcast. Thank you. I am so happy to be here with you today. Thank you. You're welcome, and I'm really glad that you're here. I want you to take a moment and introduce yourself to our listening audience. Just tell them a little bit about who you are. Hi, listening family. I'm Gail Bruin. I'm originally from Roselle, New Jersey. I moved to Houston in 1986 due to my husband's job transfer. I'm a retired airline professional of 28 years. I'm married. I have two adult children, and I have five wonderful grandchildren. I enjoy great conversations, good books, preferably hot, steamy romances, self-improvement, and inspiring reading. I love to shop. I love to home stage. Travel is imperative to me and spending quality time with my grandkids. That's that wonderful life you've always had. The reason that I invited you to be a charter member of the Grand Coalition of Senior Citizens was to represent the topic of family and friends. I've known you and your family for such a long time. Our friendship has spanned many seasons of family life, and all of the seasons have them in springtime, but we've supported each other as friends as best we could. 
So at this juncture, here we are with families as senior citizens. The landscape of our family has changed a lot. And I just wanted to ask you a few questions about how it is now with family as a senior citizen. Okay. The first question I want to ask you is, what is the importance of family as we get older? My family is my social network. They keep me connected. They keep me grounded. They give me a strong social network because they teach me how to keep connected with them through FaceTime, through Instagram, Facebook, and that's very important. I've heard the expression that having an expectation is like having a premeditated resentment. And I know that as a family, we have expectations of each other. What has changed in terms of our expectations? What needs to change as we mature with a family? Well, I feel as though interaction has been very important, especially during the pandemic. Just a basic phone call, a text, a pleasant visit, just to feel confident that we have produced law-abiding and productive adults in our children. The feeling of being less involved in the most precious and sacred investments, which are our children, and life comes with the feeling of being isolated. So first and foremost, I have to understand that we don't control anyone. We're just responsible for managing ourselves. What you're saying reminds me of something that Cahil Gibran said when he spoke about children, that our children are not our children. They're life's longing for itself. They come through us, but they don't belong to us. So we do have to learn to let go. As we age, what do you feel seniors really need from their families? I feel seniors really need a sense of connection, a sense of family legacy. It's not so much that we need for them to start new legacies, but to carry on the legacies that the ones before us have managed to instill in us. One of the seasons of family life that you've gone through, and so have I, is the caring of an older parent, an aging parent, as they progress through their end of life experience. What? impacts can caring for an older family member have on the family in general? Taking care of a ailing parent or sibling, it's a major stress upon the family dynamic. It allows everyone's schedules to change. Most of your family dining times change because all the energy is put into the elderly person because trying to protect them from falling, choking, they have any types of dementia or Alzheimer's, you have to be aware that they may get out of the house without anyone knowing. They look fine, but they're not all there mentally. Older parents can be very stubborn. They're not willing to listen to direction from their children. I've had my mother to tell me, I've raised you. You haven't raised me. I'm your mother. <laughs> yep. So it does put a different dynamic on the family unit when you have older family in the home. It absolutely does. And yet to pass down that legacy of care and responsibility and family to our kids, this is part of the natural process. 
So what kinds of family matters do seniors become preoccupied with? Because I know I don't think about the same things that I used to when I was back in the day, you know? (laughs) Yes, I agree. For myself, I have a fear of falling. Seniors worry about their health declining. Vision, because one day you can see perfectly fine in HD and the next day feel as though you're partially blind your finances, whether or not you have invested enough in your younger years where you can comfortably live in your older days. Prescription drugs is a major worry for seniors. And also losing your loved ones. I'm from a family of 10 and there's five of us left. So it worries me that, oh my goodness, people that I have grown up with and shared some of my most intimate secrets with um, that have given me advice, they're no longer there. So your family dynamic as once you've known it to be, it has changed dramatically. That does make a senior worry about, oh man, am I gonna be next? I know exactly what you mean. And it's little things too, like our energy level can fluctuate. So I Mm -hmm. do worry sometimes about maintaining my independence. Mm -hmm. to do the things that I've always loved to do, or how to make a graceful transition into doing things a different way. It is important that we continue to adapt and accept where we are in this moment and not try to act like we were when we were 30 years old. Right. So what kinds of activities do you do that contribute to the quality of your life as a senior citizen? I try to stay as active as possible. I try to walk, yoga. (laughs) I don't do it religiously. However, I do try to put some physical activity in, some mental activity, whether it's crossword puzzles or word search. I find myself trying to reinvent things that I used to enjoy, say like crocheting and backgammon. Should have seen my husband and I trying to remember how to play backgammon because we hadn't played in over 30 something years. We were trying to remember those things to help you when you were younger. And I also try to challenge myself to pick up a new hobby. Soon I'm going to try pickleball, but I have to ramp up to getting my physical ability up to try to pickleball. I keep active with my grandchildren. They are eight, seven, five. And, um, <laughs> you have a little tribe over there. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And I stay connected with my girlfriends. I have many girlfriends. Uh, we don't get to uh, see each other as often as we used to. So we text a lot or just pick up the phone and have a brief conversation. Mm-hmm. I've played pickleball and it is no joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> so yeah, you want to be ready for that. Yeah. Travel is more than a notion these days. It really is. And I know it's always been a huge part of your life and your family life. Do you still travel a lot? With COVID, I hadn't traveled anywhere in the past two years. It's just a hassle anymore. I try to take advantage of global entry, clear. My process will be as less of a hassle as possible. So I do enjoy those two features. However, the COVID, no, I I haven't really traveled like I used to. And I really hope that gets better. I hope it does too. And it really is an example of how our expectations just have to change sometimes as we get older. 
because with you retiring from the airline profession and Daryl too being a pilot, I know that was a big part of the retirement plan. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just doesn't feel the same when you travel anymore, though. I get that. So describe to me and to our listening audience, Gail, what your family social network means to you personally. It means a great deal to me. I have three older sisters that I talk to every day because one, they're older. Two, I need to stay connected with them because with them being older, I really feel as though keeping a close close contact with them, that's important to them. And one of my sisters recently lost her husband and they did everything together. Whereas I used to call her every week, I try to call her every other day now. And I keep her abreast on what the grandkids are doing and I let them speak to her and just try to make her feel the connection and the love. And I try to visit with her as often as I can. You're really fortunate to have family as a social network. Mm -hmm. Because you remember when I divorced, how fragmented my family became. Mm -hmm. And that happens sometimes. As you divorce, you lose friends and family connection. Mm -hmm. And to have that going into your senior years is a very important thing. I have what I call a social network. It's not comprised of family. Right. I also wanted you to share with us about friendship. And the reason that I chose you to talk about that, Brew, (laughs) is because compared to all of my friends, you have always had more friends than anybody that I know. You've hosted dozens of parties over the years, and every time your house was packed. Over the years, I got to know your friends like my friends. I remember one time we did a test to determine what was our spiritual gifts. And your spiritual gift was the gift of hospitality. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely accurate. So do you still have as many friends as you did back then? Not as many friends, I would say. I have a lot of associates still, whereas if I picked up the phone or shot them a text, we would probably pick up where we left off. As your life goes through different seasons, I'm a firm believer that some people are in your life for a reason and some are in your life for a season. I try to take every opportunity to make sure that I leave with something positive, that I try to instill some wisdom with especially my younger friends. And that's something I have to thank you for because you have been very instrumental in my life going through different seasons, and you've been the one to give me lots of wisdom. Thank you. Non-judgmental, just wisdom. And sometimes I don't know where my life would be without listening to your wisdom. And I want to tell you thank you. Thank you for that. I know we've pulled each other off the brink a few (laughs) times. And I think that's what friends do, and you have to do it without judgment. Right. Just grab a hold of one another and just hold on, you know? Right. Because right. life does get like that, you know, where somebody mm-hmm. just just hold me, you know? Yes. Right. Do you find that it's harder to make friends as you get older? 
I have so many girlfriends that my motto now is I don't want any new girlfriends. Mm -hmm. I don't want any new ones. I know the ones that I have. I know who are my ride or die. I know that if I don't call them for a couple weeks, they're not panicking and, you know, bringing me drama. Oh my God, why haven't I heard from you? You know, you and I, we can not speak for months. Uh, we have another girlfriend that's the same way. We cannot hear from her for six months. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we will just pick up where we left off. And, I, I, and that's fine because, you know, as we grow older and mature, we, you know, we go through menopause. We don't have the stamina. You know, sometimes we look at our phones and go, oh, I can't answer another call today. I just can't. So <laughs> I just can't do drama. Yeah. I, I just I just don't have the tolerance for it, you know. Right, right. And it's amazing to me that some people can get to this point in life and still need that much drama. Yeah, they need all this attention. And yeah. I, I don't have it left in me to give a grown woman in her 60s that much attention. I'm focusing my attention now on my grandchildren where I can leave a legacy. And you expect them to have a little drama. You know, because they're, <laughs> yes, they're kids. Right. You're ready for that, you know. Right. Grown-ups, exactly. I'm sorry. I just released them, you know. I yep. released them with love because I, I just don't have it. I don't have the bandwidth for it. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. I don't find it harder to make friends at an older age because, you know, we're wiser. And we know what our tolerance level is. Mm -hmm. And no is a complete sentence. Right. You know? And no is really a very effective way to moderate your energy from a physical perspective. Like, I only have so much energy. And to moderate the energy that's coming in at you, how has your approach to meeting or making new acquaintances changed as you've matured? I used to meet a lot of my friends through work. I have the type of personality where I really don't meet strangers. I don't have a problem with seeing someone and complimenting a female or a male if they're dressed nice, if they smell nice, um, you know, if I love what they're wearing. I'm a little less approachable now because of the way of the world. So I have met a lot of my friends through my acquaintances at work and through shopping. Oh, okay. I, you know, I love to shop. You really can meet a lot of people in the lady shoe department. I never knew that. You know, I'm not a shopper. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when I used to go with you guys? What was it, New Year's or something? Yes. And I would just have to find me somewhere to sit down because this was business. This was business, right? Yeah. So, I wanted to ask you this question, Gail. Do you think it's normal as we get older to lose contact with people, to lose our friends? Absolutely. I feel it's normal to lose friends as you get older because there's a few variables, whether it's through death, whether it's through a divorce, or people simply drifting away through life circumstances. I just recently, a couple years ago during COVID, reconnected with my college roommates. As we reconnected, it was like we were still in the dormitory, laying on the floors, <laughs> doing homework. Yeah. 
it was really great. So just, you know, they've been, they're married and children and, you know, they're still on the East Coast and I'm here in Texas. So you can reconnect. And I really like Facebook because they have reconnected a lot of us and LinkedIn because you do lose friends. You lose those fair weather friends. Mm-hmm. How do you know when a friend shift has occurred in your life, in your relationships? I feel, you know, your relationship with a friend has shifted by what people are going through, what their circumstances are. You know, they may look at you and say, you know, she has no, she doesn't know what it's like not to be able to afford food. And they might be struggling at the time. Their children might have some legal issues and some battles that they need to go through. And maybe your kids have not. So there's sometimes there's a sense of embarrassment. There's a sense of not being relatable to what I'm going through. At that point, I think it's important for the other person to reach out and say, I support you. I'm sending you prayers. I'm here for you if you need to talk. Yeah. Communication at every level of friendship is important, even when it's the end of it. Yeah. You know, I, I just think it's so considerate to have that closing conversation if you put the energy and time in to be a friend over the mm-hmm. years. I agree. So I don't want to take up your whole day, even though we're good at that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would like for you to give us some parting wisdom about friendship and family, if you would. I think at this point in my life, what I have really learned from friendship is that when you pray for your family, you pray for your extended family. You pray for your friends. You pray for them to be able to understand what you're going through and to help you understand what they're going through and to keep that level of communication open to let them feel loved. Every time I hang up with Doris, I know that we hang up with love. Every time I hang up with my other girlfriends, I say, I love you or love you. And I want them to know if they never hear from me again, if that is my last conversation with them, that they know I truly love them. That's an important thing to say to people that we love. They need to know that, but they need to hear it too. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that you spent this time with us today. You know, if I had just a minute, I would say it was Daryl that introduced us, you know. Right. We were at Jimboree with the girls. That's right. He took the number home, and we've been friends since then, you know, and it's one of my deepest treasures to have you as a friend, Brooke. So thank you so much for being here with us in the Visionarium. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. Good. Let's just swim back up to the surface then and take a deep (laughs) breath. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. It always means so much to me to know that you've taken the time to listen to the Visionarium podcast. I really do appreciate that. And as we continue our celebration of World Senior Citizen Month with Like a Fine Wine, a series on aging, I want to remind you to pay special attention to celebrate World Senior Citizen Day, which is on Sunday, August 21st this year. On Sunday, August 21st, the Visionarium podcast will air a bonus episode called The Gray Divorce. Our co-host, 
on August 21st is a family law specialist, attorney William Olench, who will discuss the global phenomenon that is called gray divorce that involves senior citizens divorcing at unprecedented rates. This will be a very interesting conversation and I hope that you'll mark your calendar so that you'll be able to remember to be here and I'll do my best to remind you. Then on Tuesday, August 23rd, a new weekly episode of the Visionarium podcast will also air. So we have lots of listening pleasure to look forward to this week. For further details, visit our website, which is insidethevisionarium.com. And while you're there, take a moment to add your name and your email address to our contact list so that you can always be informed about the topics that are coming up on the weekly podcast, any bonus episodes, and everything relating to the Visionarium podcast. Also, please feel free to drop me a line if you have any questions or comments about today's episode, or if you would like to share any ideas for an upcoming episode. My email address is doc, D-O-C, at insidethevisionarium.com, or you can also email me at thevisionariumpodcast at gmail.com. I love hearing from you anytime. Thank you. So until we meet again, remember to focus on your dreams, because you've got to have a dream to make a dream come true. See you soon.